welcome to Applewood Distillery's podcast. If you're wanting more information about Applewood Distillery products, visit www.applewooddistillery.com.au. Enjoy and have fun. Now we're live because everyone can hear us. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome everyone. It is season two now. It's season two. This is episode 101 of the, the general streams that we've been doing across this entire time, or as I like to call it now, season two, uh, episode one. We have, the, we've got two wonderful guests, and this is going to be really, really cool. Hello, Jimmy. Good to see you, my man. Welcome back. Um, we've got a pretty awesome show lined up, and it's actually really, really cool because this is going to be one of 12, well, fingers crossed, if, like COVID doesn't get in the way and I have to do this every single week again. Uh, yeah, um, but this is going to be one of 12 that we do uh, this year, kind of on the Applewood stream, uh, which is really going to be focused on stuff we do during the month, kind of taking a little bit of a, I suppose, a, a, like a, a, a photo log or video log. That's a much better way of describing it than a photo log. But a video log of the stuff that we do and then bringing back some really, really cool stuff to have a look at. So we have, let, let me not, you know, forsake the introductions. We have the amazing Oscar Whitehart here from Bad Frankie Bar. Good. And we have the incredible Ashin Keneally. Good, I've got that right. Uh, from Bad Frankie. Uh, no, from fucking Black Pearl. I got the name right, but then fuck the rest of it. You got the uh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you. Thank you for joining us this evening. We're going to be doing some some really cool stuff because basically what we've done during the month is something pretty cool. So we very very recently went to visit uh, Jude Mail uh, down in Rill in Phillip Island and went to her native farm and we collected a whole bunch of fantastic botanicals there. And then we kind of, it was a bit of a day of an experience, wasn't it, boys? Absolutely. Yeah. It was a nice little journey. Yeah, a nice little journey. Like we drove on down, had a few brodies. Yes. That was a good, that was a good amount of fun. Mm-hmm. And then we, back. sorry, what? Yeah, not till the way back. Yeah, yeah not till the way back. Like the, the way back was pretty good, but. Um, morning cocktails. Yeah, well, yeah the, morning, the morning cocktails were pretty nice. What, what, was, what was your guys, I guess your, so what was your like, I don't know, your, your, your impression of the farm? Like, was it different from what you had imagined before you went down there? Uh, definitely from, from the stories you were telling us of this, uh, this crazy trip that you, you went on, I was experiencing, mm. you know, walking down to a forest floor with just a well, yeah. <laughs> of, uh, of, of crazy nature. And it was definitely, yeah. it was that, but um, yeah, it was, it was, it, it was, I would say some, some great native produce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Shane? Yeah. It would have been one of my kind of like first trips, foraging trips into that. Yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, as opposed to like urban foraging that we've been doing. So it was, yeah, super interesting and pretty inspiring listening to Jude all day. Yeah, she's, she's been doing it for a real, for a real long time. So if you, if you haven't heard of uh, Wild Food Farm or Outback Chef, I definitely encourage uh, any of you uh, to go and have a look and uh, and see what Jude has been up to. Hello to everyone who's here. Hello Emma, hello Sarah, hello Izzy, hello Peter. Um, I hope you guys are having a fantastic evening. If you have any questions throughout this entire live stream, let us know. Uh, first of all, we love answering questions. Second of all, tell us what you're drinking at home. Uh, if you are listening to this later, just say it to the air. We'll kind of receive, we'll receive it later. Or you can head into these fabulous bars and we'll know exactly what you've been drinking. Um, 
But one big thing I, I definitely want to ask you guys. So after, after kind of like your first impressions of going down there and having a look, mm -hmm. did you guys see anything that you hadn't seen before? Yeah, definitely. The, uh, <laughs> it's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 all of it. Everything. I mean, you know, we're very much used to just powdered forms or, or, yeah. um, or, or dried forms of a lot of different botanicals. So it was really cool to see stuff on the tree mm. there ready for harvest, like like going and seeing wattle seed. You know, good to go. Um, yeah, yeah. Need to be to be roasted up, or or seeing the appleberries. Like, was mm. that appleberries? Yeah, there were appleberries. Appleberries were a really cool little uh, little ingredient that I was like, I wish I could get my hands on a bit more of. I've never seen them before. Either. No, uh, I've never seen appleberries. Um, you know, like that specific lemon tea tree. Mm. Like, yeah, all these fun little little bits and bobs that were yeah, yeah. Uh, there and about, which is really cool. There was some, there was, it was weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I saw some, like I've never seen, what, what did I never seen? Like I've never seen like that much native ginger in one location. Yeah. We went past and saw these like mottled leaves. I was like, holy crap, there's so much native ginger. And then yeah. we were like, don't shoot yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was very tempted to rip that out. That was no, such a good moment. It wouldn't have been kosher, I don't think. I think I yeah. would have been a wrath across the north. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah we, I think Jude yeah. would have kicked us out <laughs> if we did that. Because the kind of like one of one of the things that, that we wanted to do, I guess, was to head down to the native farm, I suppose, check it out, interview Jude, and we've got a fabulous interview to show you guys uh, in, in a few minutes' time. Because uh, we, we did interview, we asked her after a whole bunch of questions. But the other thing that we wanted to do was then, I suppose, harvest a whole bunch of these great botanicals and then distill, I guess, two bottles of very strange gins. Super limited edition. Super limited yeah. edition. Uh, one of one of two, I guess, yeah. uh, that, that we that we we're going to put together. Um, and unfortunately, Oscar was not there for the distillation of everything, but. Asheen was, and in fact, Asheen, it's your recipe. Well, to an extent, um, I feel, I feel uh, <laughs> Luki helped us out quite a bit. You, yeah. you, you had to practice play as well. Yeah. <laughs> I dabbled. I was like, look, this is what I kind of know. You can have a look, or you can just do it yourself. But we did. We went to Birdie. Uh, and Luke, uh, Luke Wookie helped us out there, yeah. uh, doing some pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Was uh, it was it the first time that you distilled as well? Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, anything around mm. distillation for sure. Never used like a back back before, and then uh, it was very kind of Luke to give up Friday morning to show us through that. Just yeah, we had service on weekends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he was very helpful and just spent the day with us. And and he showed us how to clean it too, which yeah, is really yeah. nice of him. <laughs> um, because in, in the rotary evaporator, you've, got, you've obviously got that like bottom piece. And then as it boils, it boils over into the condenser. And if it boils over, you have to clean the whole thing. Um, and Luke boiled over the, the, the distillate the first time around. So it's kind of two and a half times distilled. Two and a half times distilled, <laughs> which is really, really cool. And we'll, we'll talk about that a bit later. But what I think we show everyone is kind of the day. We show everyone the day. So um, for everyone who's on Instagram, feel free to send us through some questions like, what are you watching? We aren't seeing this because you're not going to be able to see it on Instagram. But for everyone else, here is our day. This is like a whole bunch of cut footage. And then we've also got a little bit of footage at the end of the rotary evaporator and kind of the distillation itself. So enjoy, everyone. Here we go. I'm just going to do this. I 
Hampstead Mail. Uh, I'm involved in Australian native food and we are here at the Wild Food Farm on Phillip Island. Beautiful Phillip Island, in fact. How long bush food? <laughs> Please, I suppose. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it would be a, probably at least. could be more than that now. That's scary, isn't it? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> What has been one of like the greatest challenges of engaging with specifically bush food? What inspired you to say, you know what, I'm going to move into things that are native instead of maybe moving into something, as you said before, that might have been more profitable? It's a funny thing, isn't it? Because often I question myself with that saying, why have I stuck with this business for so long? It goes back to me listening to my inner self. You know, I, I know I don't want to get too sort of otherworldly, but I just think, yeah, this is something that I really love. It's something that's important. It's something that connects me to the land. I, 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 and I haven't got the full question as to why, but like Indigenous art has always been something I've been really, really passionate about. And I've had a lot to do with Aboriginal art. And, you know, I worked in Aboriginal art for a long time in, in Melbourne. Commercially, I was in a gallery there. The paintings, this beautiful, rich history, all of a sudden opened up and you're thinking, wow, this is incredible. And I remember one day I was sitting down in the in the middle of the desert with this lady and she was painting. And I said, what are you painting? And she said, that's bush tomato. Okay. Oh, what's bush tomato? And then, we, you know, that light bulb moment that just starts to sparkle the whole journey. So, yeah, from there, because, you know, I've got a food background and I've got a, you know, growing up in the country, the citrus orchard growing food background this whole new journey sort of started into native food and it's just you know continued on from there i mean i you know the serious journey with indigenous art was sort of like the late 80s early 90s so it's going back quite a way and then from the art wanting to get back into food again i was sort of with the gallery for about 10 years and wanting to get back into food it just seemed to be a very logical progression that's all i thought about native food and i was discovering things and it's like when i take people for walks around and you're going wow this is amazing you know this flavor this aroma and it's it's all these beautiful wonderful flavors of the australian bush it's all there and then you've got all these edibles that you can add to your food and it, it's about really from Outback Chef, it's more about incorporating native food into our everyday food. People often you know, used to say to us, or you've heard the question, what is Australia food? And then there's all these cliches that come out about what Australian food is. Whereas I think now with native food, we've got this combination of a multicultural background, whether it's Middle Eastern, whether it's European, that's part of what our, our diet is now. And it's a great part. We've got so, such good food here, but no one really had that kind of edge to it. So introducing native food into that, which is what Outback Chef has always been about with the mixed herbs and spices and the things that we do. I think that's what Australian food is. That's to me. And I'm, I'm seeing with a lot of the chefs, Australian chefs, who are so incredibly creative and inventive they're doing that as well you know so pretty exciting there how do we get more people into using bush food is there a way to do that do yeah think? well i think really to me it comes to back to what i said before is incorporating it into dishes that are, we already know and love i know when i started say going around about 2005 maybe um yeah and don't give up your day job but when i started there i you know would go out a little bags of lemon myrtle wattle seed peppers and you know i'm thinking this is just amazing if 
flavors, aromas, it's got a lot, but generally people just didn't know what to do with it. That was the thing. It was, it was, comes down to an educational thing. I still think that educational thing is there, very important. And certainly we're doing a lot of that and addressing that issue here at the Wild Food Farm. I remember one night I'm thinking, I oh, know curry, everyone knows what to do with a curry. I'll create some curries, put native food into it, that will work. And that's what I did, and I'm still selling those curries today, and they're going really, really well. There's an absolute wealth of product and fruits out there, you know, get them when they're in season and start doing it. So I think that's addressing the issue too through education of just people trying it. What's your favourite native botanical? A lot of people ask me that, and I'm never really sure because it kind of comes and goes with the mood, if you know what I mean. Um, I must say, tamarinds are really beautiful. Davidson plums, because I love cooking with Davidson plums, they are just so wonderful to cook with, making sauces and jams and all that. They're really brilliant. Kwandong's really, really interesting fruit. Lemon myrtle, I mean, that's just like the queen of the bush food. The native peppers, absolutely incredible. Working with flavours, working with with a very emotional thing. If you really believe in something, then you've got to follow through with it. And that's been really important to me. And that's why I've, I've stuck with it for all these years. There's, there's kind of been an inbuilt something that's saying to me, you've just got to do what you're doing. You've, you've, you've got to stick with it because it's important for every generation, you know, grow, growing up. we actually spent all the way down there and it was pretty wicked so it is absolutely open to the public so it is wild food farm or outback chef and jude male is uh obviously the owner and the woman that you saw in there and she's growing like a vast menagerie of of different things yeah. and it was it was pretty it was pretty wild like going out there and actually like picking through stuff these are some of the botanicals that we actually picked these are the guys right here Grab them, like, um, so what we've got here, we've got a bit of cinnamon myrtle that was actually picked down there. Uh, we've got some strawberry gum. She's got eight strawberry gum trees, which are freaking amazing. And as they dry out, they get more like raisiny and they get, they get pretty darn good. Um, and then obviously a ton of bottle seed is also uh, taken from down there. And then we also had some broadleaf peppermint gum. So all of that was there on the farm. She also had some white Korea, which was a pretty cool little like yeah, snow like yeah. super interesting. What was what was like the most interesting thing that you saw? Because we talked about like stuff you hadn't seen. Yeah. But like what was the most interesting thing? What was like the pick of the litter? I think for me that mat rush then. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, spiny yeah. mat rush. Yeah, something that you would probably have seen um, if you've been in Australia for any like significant <laughs> period of time. It just looks like a landscaping sort of uh, plant that you eat it and it actually tastes like snow peas. That was a bit like that was wild. Yeah, yes, yeah. I still think though that um, the appleberry for me was the uh, yeah. pick of the litter. That was just, just like some white ones were just yeah, yeah delicious. Just, it tastes like apple pie in a small berry form. It yeah, gorgeous off seasonal at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just a touch. A couple of weeks maybe. Though. It was it was super exciting to like go down there and actually see it. Please. Like, go visit her because Absolutely. I mean, she's got a great little cafe down there as well. Yeah, like, yeah, they're yeah. using a lot of uh, a lot of different um, different bush foods to, to infuse into a lot of their, their uh, dishes and cakes. And, yeah, and, and 
and treats down there. So definitely go see Jude. Jude, we say hi. Absolutely, yeah. Tell her. Absolutely, tell her we say hi. Um, and uh, yes. Uh, sorry, what were we saying? Yeah, Dine Ellerberry. Yeah. So Peter, Peter's asked, uh, do Dine Ellerberries go into anything? And so. Well, they definitely do because we use them uh, in this gin, and we, we will talk about that a bit later. But I think, like, in terms of its actual usage in, I suppose, common areas, probably not because they're very, very small. And so to actually harvest them would be pretty problematic. I think, yeah. I think what Jude was saying as well was that they are used um, for their colour properties, so the mm. dye, but I couldn't tell you in what format that would be. But yeah, I think traditionally they've been used for, for, for natural colouring as a yeah. natural colouring agent. But yeah. Because yeah. when you when you press them out they have a very uh, similar colour to butterfly pea, mm. which is pretty darn cool. Um, so you can use them for, for that kind of idea. Uh, just bought Wondu Mai. Oh yeah, that's it. it's a wonderful book. Wondu uh, Mai. Um, so it means it's, it's like good food. Uh, it's a beautiful book that um, I've actually got it here as well. Uh, and I've been reading through it too. Um, and it's absolutely wonderful. Uh, and yes, it is the place with the trout farm. So yeah, you can go there. Well, it used to have a trout farm. Was that what you were saying? Yes. Yeah. Now it just has yabbies and, yeah. um, and frogs. Yeah, because the previous owner, it used to be a trout farm or something like that. But it's still really, really cool. Yeah. Having said that, so after going through and like harvesting a whole bunch of really cool stuff, we took all of, we took a lot. Like Jude was incredibly generous, yes. like wonderfully generous. She let us take what we needed, which was pretty fantastic. And then we where where are they? Where are they? Hello, someone trying to make that up. Oh yeah, they're down there. So we distilled this uh, gin from it, and there were there were two stages to it. Um, so Ashin, the the initial recipe was it was pretty juniper heavy. Like, do you remember the the botanicals that we had? Yeah, I actually had like I'm running up, but and um, so we wanted to kind of make a gin, I guess, essentially. Yeah. And so we went pretty juniper juniper heavy, and using like the native juniper, mm. and then we kind of like bolstered that up because looking at our recipes and stuff that we've seen, yeah, then we were like. And we need a little bit more to for that. We had a little bit of Bubiella, that was the native gin. We had a bit of native basil in there, uh, and then lemon tea tree, a little bit of pink peppercorn, some cinnamon myrtle, strawberry gum, peppermint gum, and then stuff that wasn't quite as native was like a little bit of the angelica, the gentian, and cardamom. And just to get more of a classic style of gin, I suppose, mm. in there. Um, and that was the distillate. So we kind of done two processes of to it, because uh, as we were talking earlier about the Dianella, we wanted to use that. We wanted to use the Magrush, and we wanted to use some uh, coastal salt bush as well. Yeah. So we just macerated some of that while we were distilling the rest of it, and then kind of blended it back together at the end. Mm. Uh, which the Dianella gave a very cool color, which yeah. we found out is has some cool properties and has actually changed since we've done this on Friday. It's, it's pretty, pretty interesting. So when we first like did the post maceration, um, it was electric purple. It yeah. was <laughs> super, super intense. And now it's this color and it's kind of, it's like blue steel. Yeah. That's kind of what it looks like. But this is, this is the distillate itself. Um, in terms of Dianella Berry, there are some that are edible. So the ones that we got were edible. Um, 
because we ate them and we're still here. <laughs> uh, there are some, however, so there are some strains of Dianella berry that are extraordinarily poisonous. So do know what, like, I'm not encouraging you in any way, shape, or form to go out there and, like, forage. Just super caution. Yeah, yeah. If you don't know what you're doing, that's awesome. Go and educate yourself and learn. It's tons of fun. Don't just eat purple berries off of a plant. Yeah. You think they're going purple, purple generally in nature means... Means... No thanks. Yeah. 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 So um, this, is, this is what's kind of happened to it, which surprised the crap out of me. Yeah. Because... Super. As I said, when it when it came out, when so we did a that post maceration was separate. So we did 500 mils of that distillate that Oshin just talked about. 500 mils of this post maceration of Dianella berry, Matt Rush, and Saltbush, which produced this like pretty crazy snow pea smelling musk yeah. stick smelling distillate, and then we blended them together. So this is what we've got, <laughs> um, and let's taste it. Yeah, because we we tested it when it first came out of the still. And it was, it was pretty fun. It was pretty funky. Yeah. Uh, and then this has had a little bit of time in bottle. That, that was on Friday. It's had the weekend um, to kind of do its thing. And uh, guys, I want you to, I want you to tell me what you. This is my first impression. What you think? Yeah. yeah so Oscar was not there for, for the distillate, and now I'm really excited to see what you think of it. So that's forty five percent. Just letting you know. So forty five percent. Um, and yeah, it's it's been sitting in there for a little while. What do you guys think? Like straight away you get that um, that lemon tea tree. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. It's really bright, really like, which is a lot of eucalypts, but a lot of that uh, tea tree sort yeah. of going on. The tea tree, it. I feel, has uh, developed over time because me and Oscar kind of spoke about what we wanted to do and we are like, uh, like salty, minty, eucalyptus, savory mm. gin style mm. spirit. And then it's changed into a super citrusy lemon tea tree on those. That's such a, it's such a wild color. So I'm just gonna hold it up to the to the white part. It's such a wild color. It's like this dark blue. Just just go like that. Oh there it is! Perfect. Yes. <laughs> it's such a wild color. So there's a lot of lemon tea tree. Yeah, heaps. Yeah, please, thank you. Yeah, wow, there's tons of lemon tea tree. Yeah, because when we when we first kind of smelled it for us, it was like yeah, there's a sweet there's a sweetness behind it as well. Yeah, and, and that ratio was one gram to five hundred mils. Five hundred mils. Yeah, it was. It was. I know we that we used it, but we really did not use yeah. a lot of it. It was actually very, like a very very small amount. And to put in context, like we were using up to like twelve grams of some of the juniper. Yeah, mm. like Bubiella was like twelve point three. What do you think? Nailed the brief of salty minty eucalyptus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're like, mm, what? Yeah. Yeah, like, like from from the nose, you really feel mm. it's going to be this light citrusy sort of thing yeah. going on, but then you taste it, and that salt bush is just like, yeah. Yeah, is it very, very salty? Yeah, salt bush. Are you able to pass me a coupette? Because like, I only have two very, very, like, it's definitely. Yeah. It's not yeah. like, it's safe. It's not aggressive, but yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely what's safe. Okay. Yeah, we used a lot of that coastal stuff. <laughs> we did use, we used a lot of that coastal stuff. I think we nearly used all of it. We had a bank, a couple of them. Mm. Whoa, that's so different. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness, it's so salty. It really, like, I mean, if you're trying to capture... Sorry, you've, na you've nailed that, like, saltiness. If you're trying to capture, like, the flavor of a native farm in Phillip Islands next to the ocean. I mean, yeah. I mean that's it. There you go. 
Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And it's like quite spicy, which is really, really cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, that would have been that peppercorn. Yeah, the pink peppercorn. That's really, really cool. That's really, really cool. Yeah. So it's not what we tasted on Friday. Not at all. This is, this is nothing like what we tasted on Friday. What we tasted on Friday was like this, you know, purple neon, one-eyed, one-eyed, fine purple people eater room thing. Um, with, <laughs> there's a nostalgic Aussie reference. Um, but with, like, it was, it was like extraordinarily high-toned strawberry gum. That's what I, like, I yeah. found. It was Where like, we were distilling it. Yeah. It was like the first thing that was coming up as we could tell us those. Yeah. And more aromatic ingredients would be uh, come out a bit harder at the start, but then as we went on, it got a little bit lighter. And you see yeah. that change over time, which it's, it definitely has. Like, it yeah. really, yeah, yeah. It's it's changed a lot. Yeah, um, it's still there. That like that strawberry gums, like mm. perfume, yeah, kind of like but it has another there. Yeah, that's salty. Yeah, yeah. The saltiness for me, like you're hit with it right at the start, and then it gives you like I don't really taste the Dianella berry. No, as much as it is. So Dianella Berry, uh, for, your, for your reference, at least the stuff that we tasted, for me kind of tasted like musk sticks mixed mm -hmm. with black grapes. Yeah. That's kind of what it yeah. tasted like. But like quite light and it wasn't extraordinarily sweet. It wasn't like, you know, something like a blackberry which has a lot of acid and sugar. Yeah. It was actually pretty savoury. It was yeah. quite cool. Uh, does the taste stop changing once you stop infusing? That's actually a pretty good question from Michelle. Does, does the taste stop changing once you stop infusing? Does the taste stop changing once you stop infusing? No, I don't think so. The, the taste doesn't stop changing once you stop infusing. It actually develops over time, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Because, like, we post-macerated, then blended and filtered. Yeah. And then the flavour on the day was, like, it was musk sticky and, and quite, and, like, tons of strawberry gum. And now we've left it in bottle. It's been, there's been no sunlight hitting it at all. Yeah. So this is, this change is not to do with like UV characteristics or, or any kind of like light damage. So this is just, I don't know, it's, it's just fallen out of, out of, would it have fallen out of solution? I'm not that good at science. Some of this, like that lush thing, and it was talking back from the world as well. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't know my molecular um, <laughs> distillation science too much. I, I wouldn't know yet. I don't think the pigment has has fallen out of solution, but there's something, it might have oxidized, or maybe it's been it's been stripped of some kind like of color. Kind of in, interaction of those botanicals, like For changing, sure. changing of pH, and I don't know. Absolutely. Sarah has made a really, so Sarah Sarah Wilcox, resident, uh, resident legend, has made a really, really cool kind of, um, submission to the name idea because yeah. oh, we were, we've been toying with a name and like I'm really glad we didn't name it before this happened because I took this out today I did yeah. not know that it was this color of blue we were like planning on calling it like you know purple purple lightning or like okay. purple haze or something like that um, I'm really glad we didn't call it that because that would have been yeah, egg, just egg on our face really yes. um, but Sarah's just said uh, Taliqua blue tongue lizard is a good name for this gin yeah. That's pretty dope, actually, Sarah. If anyone else has some uh, some some submissions for what we should name this gin, please let us know. That would be dope. In the meantime, when we were tasting it with Luke, Luke was like, you know what would be awesome with this gin, just based on the color as well, and aviation. Yeah. So we're gonna make an. What? Who who wants to make an aviation? Who wants to be the first? You're <laughs> just like you fucking do it, man. Thanks so much. <laughs> So we're going to make a classic aviation out of this, uh, and do you want to split it into three glasses? I'll use this Absolutely. one. Uh, mm. 
but it's actually quite juicy, like right on the front. There is that Dianella berry sweetness. Yeah. That like, kind of like raw grape. Yeah, I think you do get that that saltiness is definitely offset by some mm. of the sweetness yeah, coming from that Dianella maceration, but also a little bit of possibly that strawberry gum sweetness that mm. you find in yeah. other distilled strawberry gum products. Yeah. It's it's pretty wild. Like it's it's quite a quite a strange little gin. Um, so, oh, and Michelle has asked, so how do you know what, uh, what it will taste like when, when you open it? Um, well, it's one of those things. And just to let you know, two of two that we've done, um, this, this is not for general public. It's literally just for Oshin and Oscar. Uh, to you'll, have, have, you'll have to come in the bad, Frank. Or, or yeah. the black belt. Or black belt. We're just going to try. Yeah, um, because it's, it's pretty darn wild. Like. I did, yeah, it's it's kind of blowing my mind that the colour. The colour for me is just the strangest thing because, yeah. I'd be interested to see how much that changes as well because this was distilled on Friday. Yeah. yeah. So from Friday to now, it's changed that much already. So we'll, just, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Because it, it, might, uh, it might fall out and, and you know, I, I, yeah, I have no idea. The, the thing for me that was really, really cool about it and something you should all know about Dianella Berry is it changes with acid. So a really cool thing about it, just like butterfly pea, uh, the, uh, the pigment is also an acid indicator as well. So as you add acid to it, sorry, uh, we're going to need a shake. So microphone warning for anyone wearing headphones. Yeah. Make it rain. This Let's do it. It's a grizzly, mate. They yeah. always lock. Um, you've got a julep strainer there. Sorry, you don't have a better one. Oh, no, I've actually, I've got a, are you happy to wait for two seconds? I do yeah. have a, yeah. Just give me two seconds. How's it? It's pretty good. Yeah? Ooh, pretty good. Here you go, mate. Here's a boss. Um, well, Izzy wants to see how it will react with tonic, so I definitely think we should do a little bit of gin and tonic and, and see what we do. So we got some fever tree right here, so as well. Oh wow! What's it looking? Like? It actually looks really, really good. That looks really pretty. Alrighty. Oh, g'day, Brendan Carter. G'day, g'day, g'day. Good to see you as always. Um, so that's how ink gin changes. Yes, absolutely. So ink gin is exactly the same property, but they use a plant called butterfly pea. Um, oh, wow. Wow. Oh, that's awesome. There you go. So it absolutely does Still has it. change. It changes with color. It turns to this like docile pink. Oh, that's so dark. This is the coolest thing ever. All right. So that's a before and after. There you go. It changes with acid introduction. This is the most dope thing we've ever done. Okay, well, sorry, it's the most dope thing I've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> not, not we, we've done some really dope shit. But here we go, so if you're keeping it, sorry, put that in front of your shirt, man, because and people can see it. So here we go, just a bit of tonic water. Excellent. Oh, oh tonic water. There it is. Nice rosy pink. Oh, yes! That's so dope. Oh, well, here's, here's the aviation. Yeah. That looks gorgeous. 
Well, cheers, guys. A little bit of an aviation. So, um, classic aviation. Do, does anyone want to take us through it? What's a classic? What's in a classic aviation? I did take this one. Well, you've got your unnamed, uh, unnamed Australian distillate just here. I'm not sure if we can call it gin. Yeah, yeah no, it's a gin. It, it has gin for it. Yeah, sure. It's <laughs> got it. There it is. Classification will come later. Yeah. Lemon, violet, and a bit of maraschino uh, liqueur. So. Super tasty. It's pretty interesting. Like I, with the with the maraschino, I feel like the maraschino is the star of the show in this. Mm. Like yeah. I don't think the gin is necessarily there, yeah. but I think it provides all these wonderful exterior floral characteristics, yeah. which make it's it got, awesome. It's not. It's not exactly lost in it. No, no but it, it's pretty pretty terrific. Litmus gin. That's a pretty good. That's pretty good. Litmus gin. Litmus. <laughs> that's really really good. Um, but I just can't believe that it changes color. That's yeah, awesome. Right? That's a cool thing to know about a negative Australian botanical um, that's pretty darn wicked. Uh, and we've got some we've got some wonderful wonderful comments coming in on uh, on Instagram as well. Dropping acid. That's pretty good. Actually, I like that too, Michelle. Dropping acid. Um, <laughs> wait, what was that? pH nominal. Oh, pH nominal. That's pretty good. I like that too. Look, yeah, keep keep the names coming, guys, because they're yeah. they're pretty pretty darn terrific. That's wicked. Sorry, let's take. You want to test it? Yeah, you're testing it with time. Oh, yeah, Fantastic. See now, for me, the oh, it's so dope. I can't believe you guys get to keep that. I don't get one. Um, that's awesome. So, oh, see, I think this is a cool thing about native juniper. And I think it's really, really interesting. So, Bubiabu juniper, like tr traditional juniper. Traditional juniper, yes, of course, it's resinous, but it has some bitterness. Yeah. It has this bitter element in distillate that's really quite exciting because Bubiabu, for me, kind of tastes like um, what I imagined an old Tom to be back in the day. Like, it has this turpentine stick characteristic that's really, really cool, and it does kind of taste like an old Tom gin yeah. in a tonic. It's fucking wild. This is awesome. I quite enjoy the gin tonic. Yeah, yeah me as well. What would you garnish it with? That's what I want to know. Oh, how many locally phones? <laughs> <laughs> I shall garnish it with this. Exactly, yes. There we go. That would actually, actually, that'd be pretty dope. <laughs> pretty awesome. But yeah, what a wild! This is this has been this is pretty dark. Yeah. This is pretty cool. It's super fun. And the aviation has got that fun little sweet salty kind of. Thing it really well. does. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty wild. This is awesome. Yeah, phenomenal. Uh, is already a tonic syrup. Ah, fine. Uh, well, yeah, we, we don't want to steal those ideas. Um, but uh, you ever do me a favor, Shane? Are you having a look at the Instagram comments because I think Birdie's commenting on us. Just like, sorry, we're we're chasing gin and stuff. Uh, Turpentineistic has to be a short word. Yeah, look, it probably is, but you know, yeah, we choose to play that game. Uh, as always, just add it to the list. Fantastic. I'm just getting joins. Mm. Yeah, just joins. Oh, Hello, awesome. everyone. <laughs> Thanks for joining me. Yeah, thank you guys. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, it's it's really quite sweet in a gin yeah. tonic, which is really, really pleasant. Yeah. You know what I want to taste this in? A Tom Collins. Yeah. Faux mm. shares. Mm. I think this will be one I'm of really the excited to see well, yeah. yeah. See, we tried the martini with Luke yeah, on the day. Yeah, it's developed and it's more yeah. out of lemon tea tree. So mm -hmm. we were looking for that citrus element the last day. And yeah. We found that's why we're really in aviation. Sugar and citrus blew it up. Mm -hmm. I think uh, 
I think it's developed into something that can be put into maybe a savory, dirty style martini. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Like that savory, dirty style with a little bit of a little bit of salt is gonna God, just do wonders. Mm. And like garlic, and like a, like a, I forgot the name of it. Basically, like martini with contra and anchovy soft olives could be good fun. That like that citrus and salt yeah, yeah. could be a good little part. One hundred percent. My goodness. That well, that's delicious. That's delicious. Well good done. Job. Good job, boys. Well, well, good job. Good job to the boys. Well done. Haven't we done well? Um, so yeah, 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 absolutely. That that's a, that's really really cool. But uh, another part of why we are here this evening is recognizing two wonderful bartenders. Uh, well, recognizing the two wonderful bartenders that sit to my right, simply because. At the end of last year, there was a fantastic competition called the Australia Coup that was kind of put to, it was the very first time the cocktail competition had been put together. Yeah. And it was put together by uh, a group of bars. It was put together by Dulcie's, by Bad Frankie, by Hands & Co. Um, Dulcie's in Sydney, Bad Frankie, of course, uh, in Melbourne, and then Hands & Co. in Adelaide. There were a few others um, from around the country who got involved as well, which was fantastic. Basically, putting together a competition to highlight um, Australian spirits and in, the include the, in, the inclusion of Australian spirits in in kind of cocktails everywhere, which is really cool. Uh, and the the two bartenders to my right uh, came third and second, respectively. Uh, and basically, we're gonna look at their drinks this evening uh, and have a little bit of a taste through them and kind of pick their brain about how they came up with these drinks. Uh, so, first of all, guys. How was it? Did you guys actually go to Sydney to to compete in the final? Virtually. Virtually. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's like virtually. We, we, we were there in spirit. Yeah, yeah. Did you like live? Can you talk with me? Because I didn't get to see the live stream of it. Um, I actually have a fun little story about my submission. Um, <laughs> well, essentially, like it was all video submission. So you know, at the bar, doing it in a similar sort of format to to a regular competition where you have someone sitting in front of you and you present them the drink, right? Um, did all that. Good little take, and then uh, managed to send them a video of me during ISO. I got very into the sourdough. Uh, uh -huh. So sent them a video of me making sourdough instead of uh, instead of that. So I was hoping maybe there was some bonus points there, but uh, yeah. Did they eventually get? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. I didn't realize until like four hours later when I was uh, talking, telling someone about it at the bar. And, uh, right, yeah, that was good fun. So. Oh, <laughs> Jesus! I, see, I thought I thought for a second it was going to be like, oh, nothing to risk. No, no, no. Find sour, very essential. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, it was, uh, like we got there in the end. Yeah, and what so, Ashin, did you have like a good submission video for that? Or did you just kind of do that? I've done it at the bar as well. It took a few takes, <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily very good at these first off, but um, yeah, we just started at the bar, a couple of the guys just before service, and then. Yeah, just shut it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, that's the one take where I actually finished it, but I had uh, too many expletives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I cut my, myself off halfway through. It yeah. probably helped that I kept tasting it at the end. For sure, always. <laughs> yeah, yeah, always. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A bit of Dutch courage got me. 100%. Um, yeah, and then we set it up. And yeah. They played it on, on the night. I think it was uh, Monday. We had to do. The um, Cena staff party, and I just had the laptop open while I was like trying to bartend and I was looking in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. So, what what kind of inspired you to do the drinks that you did? Was there it was like 
like the brief, what was what was the brief again? I remember the brief being like, it has to be all Australian, of course, was like the number one brief. The kind of second part of it was, it should be able to be done in every bar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, which I thought was a pretty tough thing. Yeah, like a dream that is, I guess, essentially in format a modern classic in terms of being able to be made mm -hmm. very easily and very, uh, you know, quickly in a bar yeah. to service. Mm -hmm. was, uh, yeah, that was fun to meet that, that requirement. For yeah, sure. I always think it's a really difficult thing to do and then also try to push the boundaries of what a cocktail can be yeah. like all at once because I feel like they're two diametrically opposed things that you're trying yeah. to accomplish all at once. Yeah. Well, I think that's the better thing about it because you're put under more constraints not to make something too fancy that is yeah. not going to be able to be recreated because someone doesn't have a road of that or a yeah. spinzel or yeah, some of the toys that we have. So. Yeah, it's like specific. Can't go down to the native farm. Get everything and wrote about it. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's pretty interesting because it puts you under that kind of restraint, and then yeah. you just have got to figure it out. Mm. Many classics that you can twist on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So my, uh, my my drink came out of actually a visit from you, uh, and, a visit, and a visit from uh, from John and from um, from my brother Honey. Uh, so oh yeah, Las awesome. Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Um, so literally, you came in. Fifteen minutes later, he came in. I was like, oh, these two could be fun mm. together. So. Yeah, just whipped up a little cocktail um, uh, once for, for John when he when he gave me a little taste of it. And he was yeah, like, yeah. Cool. There's a drink. That's fantastic. Mate, let's hang it in a glass. Short me through it. Exactly. Let's do it right now. Definitely. Um, so, sorry, I'm just. Uh, well, 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 sorry. Uh, cheers, guys. Uh, cheers. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers to uh, everyone. Cheers. Cheers to everyone at home as well. I hope you're enjoying your evening. Hope you're having a cocktail. Mind you, most people. Oh, yeah, none, none of us have work tomorrow unless you are. Uh, Unless you have work, sorry, no, none of you have and work. And I hope you're getting good hourly rates. Okay, absolutely. <laughs> get, that, get that golden pay. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. The golden pay is always a good thing. So you guys, we might have a little, little reminiscent uh, lemon text from, uh, from this drink. Yeah, cool. That's fine. <laughs> That's all good. Just, we just pre bash it all. But essentially, it is a. Um, I'll, I'll just thank mm. you. Thank you. So. Basically, it was a um, a reverse Manhattan of sorts. So we, yeah. I wanted to really focus on the the Oka Orange Tropic that you guys have made up, which is delicious. Um, and then yeah, just just use that as kind of the start of the show, but then back it up with some great local produce. So we've got, um, a little bit of the gospel straight rye in there as well. So I literally around the corner from here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, down in Brunswick, and then some um, some my rather honey as well. Uh, and then yeah, a little bit of my brother honey as well uh, as um, orange tropic in a batch, and a little bit of batch aromatic it is as well. So it's, yeah, it's sort of following very. I guess I saw somebody say happy uh, Burnside. It is yeah, yeah. a little bit yeah. of a reverse Manhattan Bobby Burns type esque drink. So yeah, I feel fairly appropriate as well. Dude, yeah, absolutely. And uh, happy happy Burns night to everyone at home. I love that. Uh, uh, so Peter Black's having a Magnum Nocturne on ice. Absolute champion. Uh, Jimmy, having a Liars tonic, but can't bring myself to have one. Look, I don't blame you. Uh, Michelle, uh, Muntry Jean tea. So good. The uh, the Muntry, Muntry Jean from uh, this. Pretty darn delicious. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. What are we doing? No, I just set it right down, mate. We'll clean that later. Yeah, awesome. So, so what you call you call this no hat, no play? Yeah, absolutely. Where, so, where does that come from? So, I mean, like the whole idea was with... A reverse Manhattan, obviously being a little bit less alcoholic, mm. um, and also just being 
summertime sort of vibe as well. So, you know, there's those schools where you can't really go out and play yeah. uh, during lunch, you know, can't go out for recess and, and kick the footy around unless you're wearing a hat. So the whole thing yeah. is you know, really summertime, sunshine, deliciousness in, in a glass. So, yeah, fuck yeah. you hat on and have six and then <laughs> go back to work. So. Mate, <laughs> pop your hat on, have six, yeah. go back to work. Exactly. Just Even don't drive. Yeah, yeah. Just, don't drive. Drink responsibly. Or drive oh, heavy machine. Yeah. Thirty minutes. Awesome, mate. Thank you so much. Yeah, I remember this guy. Cheers, cheers, guys. So Congratulations as well on, on winning. And cheers to everyone at home. Mm. Mm. Yum yum. Oh yes. Fuck man, that's way better than I remember it. Yeah. <laughs> wish, wish it was this good on the day. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, no, it's it's damn good. Like um, so, Orange Tropic, uh, the Oka Orange Tropic. For those of you who don't know, it's basically made from uh, Kabetztramina from Polish Hill River, fortified with a whole bunch of spirit that was macerated uh, in oranges with a little bit of dosage. So it's kind of like a mistel, but we're not allowed to make mistel in Australia because um, you know everyone looks at that and kind of goes like, "You're trying to make a Snoop Dogg. You're making a gin and juice. Can't do that." Um, so it's a pretty fun, pretty fun little thing to use. But dude, with gospel, it's banging. Yeah, love with gospel, gospel, and then that that my brother honey, that Tasmanian mm-hmm. leather would just really just anchors it all. Yeah, all together. Which, yeah. funnily enough, brings me to a really cool thing. Um, we will obviously be doing more of these. Our next guests are going to be both uh, both of the guys from my brother honey. Go. It's going to be really really cool. So that's going to be our next live stream that, that we that's do it. in a month's time. Anyway, we'll get to love the camp continuity. That's awesome. <laughs> it's almost like a clan this shit, you know. <laughs> um, and Sarah is saving, uh, saving space for breaking the Moses. Sarah, what are you up to? That sounds dope. Bottomless brunch, or yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm heading to the cricket tomorrow. I'm going to be very excited about that. Yeah, we were talking about cricket in the car on the way home. It's very, very good. Take, take some breaking the Moses with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Moses in a flask. Now, um, I do need a flask. How long did it take you to come up with this? Did you just kind of like fang this together in that fo- in that fifteen minutes after we both left, or was this like? So it was. Did you do like four different recipes and then decide on something? Uh, I think the um, the workshopping. I think it was two different recipes. Yeah. Um, and then two different garnishes, just saying, if, you know, lemon or orange or lime or grapefruit works. So yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, that, awesome. was, that was that was it. So it was it was one of those things. It was just light bulb moment, I guess, more than anything else. Of knowing a knowing a formula and sticking to it. Yeah, yeah, mate. A few more. Oh, Jesus Christ! Right. This, yeah, yeah, but they broke down. Fix it. Yeah, yeah. 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 My God, I hope Nikolai Tesla visits you a few more times for those <laughs> for those light bulb moments. Yeah. That's fucking delicious. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, what um, what were the specs? Just if people want yeah. at home want to make it. Yeah, absolutely. So did you say the specs? And I just didn't listen. No, I didn't. No, actually. Um, <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah, I was really worried. I was like, oh, <laughs> just told me so, the recipe, and I was just like, yeah, cheers, man. Thanks. Do you want to tell us what Yeah, yeah. No, so it was forty-five mils of the uh, of the okay, orange shopping. This little bad boy here. Um, then you've got. Uh, 20 mils of the straight rye. Yeah. 7.5 of the uh, My Brother Honey and just one dash of aromatic bitters. So we use batch at the bar, just being an all Australian spirits bar, but yeah. um, Angus and Earl working pinch as well. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. And speaking, speaking of bad, Frankie, you've got your jaffle, man. 
We do, yeah. You saw that. Fresh. Yeah, dude! Hot, hot, hot jaffles. Hot jaffles yeah. on fresh jaffle methods. Don't, don't burn yourself. I, I had the pleasure of burning myself on the 23rd of uh, December, which yeah. named Christmas painful. Less, less enjoyable. Where did you burn yourself? Oh, right there. Oh, on a jaffle? In the you mouth. Put... Yeah. Wait, I didn't take my own advice. Did you put your face on the jaffle maker? No, no. Oh, okay. so, so I put the jaffle in the yeah, eye yeah. and then, then opened it and ate it too quickly. I was really worried. Just... <laughs> I thought, like, you just you have, to, jaffle, you you have to practice your patience a lot like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With jaffles. They do sound too good. They are. You just want to dive into the ravenously hot pocket. Yes. It's a bit too much. Anyway, fucking delicious drink. If you guys want to make it at home, you know how to go about it. Um, and you just stir that bad boy down, pop it in a glass, have a ton of fun. Pop a little, uh, little lemon on top and away you go. Pop a little lemon. Now, Sheen, you get, you came, oh, what, what are you doing there? Uh, you came second, mate. Yeah. You, you were the runner-up. Behind. Right, mate. Yeah, you were. <laughs> um, which, is, which was pretty fantastic. You did uh, a wonderful drink called Tortuga. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even stress. Now, uh, because you guys did a wonderful collaboration with Never Never. Now, yeah. Can you, yeah. just before you get to your cocktail, because this is kind of one of the key pieces that's in it, can you talk to me about how that came about? Because I have never actually had anyone from Black Pearl go through that with me. Yeah. <laughs> They've always just been like, and it's got Aramara in it. And yeah. It's delicious. Yeah, it's delicious. Whereas yeah. now, like... How did this come about? Like, obviously, Sean Baxter and, and the yeah. guys have never a sensational. We're really good friends. It, it, it was something that um, I think we had a pretty good relationship with them, and we've we wanted wanted to collaborate for a while. And then there was a couple of collaborations that they were doing with like MC up in PS40 and stuff like that. And uh, we were approached as well, and they were like, "What do you want to make?" Mm. And we we're like, at the time, not 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 so much now, more sit down style service. But we we're like. Pretty fun-loving bar, you know, a lot of hospo, and we wanted to still make something like slightly like an amaro, uh, some somewhere between like, a couple of fun different amaros. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, what do you mean? Uh, I mean somewhere between, somewhere like somewhere, somewhere like between maybe like a chinner and a jaeger. Yeah, 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 cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Of some of our favorite amaros. Awesome. Um, yeah, then the guys started. It took. Quite a while. The guys started sending us down some distillates and stuff to taste and stuff for us to blend with, and we used to do that on our weekly meeting. Uh, and then we kind of got a general concept together and sent it back to them. And we're like, "What do you think?" Mm -hmm. And that went back and forth because a couple of them were like, "You guys are crazy." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, we kind of settled on this, and mm. I think we're on to our second iteration now. So we've changed the filtration, so it's a little bit more cleaner. Uh, a little bit less sediment in the bottom, yeah. um, so that's more like a finished product, uh, and we're pretty happy with it. Um, so you got like a lot of roasted juniper in there, like uh, fresh juniper, and then vacuum juniper. Um, Just like throw in juniper, yeah, 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 right on it. You know, that's why we appreciate it. never, never so much. Well, I'm saying it's triple like, juniper. Right? Gin that still tastes like gin, you know, one hundred percent, yeah. So, yeah, super cool collaboration, and then we're pretty happy with the final product, and we wanted something that we could, like, mix with Coke. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, yeah, that kind of Fernet Coke vibe, yeah, yeah, I love it, yeah, yeah for real. Fernet Jaeger, mm. fun kind of style drink. Yeah. Um, so now... Bartenders can get their head around. Now, I, I came in and showed you the Unico user, which is yeah. kind of the other... 
That's right. Self-serving time. Yeah. Um, but I did. I came in and showed you the Unico user. Now, how did you go about kind of and putting like, the series? Give us three cases of it. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Yeah. <laughs> hey, please not lie. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I, I, you, you kind of did. You kind of throw this together, or was it? Was it so, something that you were like, oh, you know, I want to join this? A little bit of self-promotion again. I think I was yeah. coming up with drink during like lockdown when we were doing a kind of bottle takeaway stuff, which we are still doing, and you, mm. can, you can get stuff at the bar and, and online. But uh, uh, we were toying around with drinks for that and like classic stirred down drinks. Uh, I think this first came about when we were doing uh, Melbourne Mixtape. Yeah, yeah. Um, with the guys that maybe made. Uh, no, Melbourne mixtape was the mix of like um, like several different bars around Melbourne. Mm -hmm. like Everly, Everly, yeah, yeah. Um, and Capitano like, as well. Yeah, Romeo, Capitano, and uh, Bud yeah. Um, and we all like put in a drink and people were buying them. And it was an amazing little uh, collaboration together. That's and a great initiative to like, yeah, you know, just bring a bit of Melbourne perspective. Uh, yeah, it helped with a lot of support and thank everyone that. Yeah, thank you. Uh, definitely got us through lockdown. Mm. Um, so then, yeah, created the drink for that, and it's kind of loosely based off a Donkey Belt Ship cocktail. Mm -hmm. uh, has that like Martinez kind of vibe as well to it, a um, little bit bitter, and then stirred down. Yeah, masses can appreciate it. Now so you when I was entering the cocktail, it's like I've already made the drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just do it. Now my my question is, do you remember the specs? Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome, because you've got a pre-batch, and I'm, <laughs> I'm stoked about that. But you, like, no, but I, I don't mean, that's not condescending. No, but you made it a long time ago, yeah, yeah. and, uh, like, you've had it pre-batched since then. Yeah. So, like, what, what are the specs? So, we doubled up on the Never Never, so we had uh, about 15 of the Amaro, 30 of the Triple Juniper, mm. uh, 20 of the Uniku Yuzu, and then 10 mils Marionette Curse. Yeah. And then I decided to buy a screen of... Um, rock candy, which we use at work. It's kind of like our rich demo Aristotle syrup. Yeah. And it's a little bit and mm. take away certain bitterness. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I remember, like, when I had this, when I had it the first time, I didn't. <laughs> I'm getting. No, 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 no. No, I'm just going to gonna go out and say it. The first time I ever had this was at Blackwell. You told me, well, I was told by Shay. Uh, who's the wonderful manager, uh, the bar manager of Blackwell? Um, she was like, "Oh, we made we made this drink with Unico user." I'm like, "Do it! I'm coming in. Go try it." I came in, I tried it, and I didn't listen to any of the other ingredients. And I thought it was made with rum. Uh, like I thought it's made with rum. There's a dark rum as the base, and I didn't realize until the competition that, and in fact, I didn't realize until the competition that never never was the base. First of all. And second of all, I was sitting next to Alex Boone, who's a wonderful guy, um, and I said to him while we were judging this, I was like, you know, and like, I can't believe that rum is the best for this drink. And he's like, it's never, never, dude. <laughs> like, I kept thinking because it's so rich. Yeah, yeah, no, but it's, it's so rich. Like, it's so rich and like pretty boisterous. Like, I was just yeah. like, there's rum. Yeah, there's rum in this drink, but there's not. It freaking blew my mind. Um, can we pour it out? Can we do it? Yeah, absolutely. Let's make it happen. You, yeah, do the, do the pre-batch, mate. Yeah, it's all good. Um, no, you're not. You should have three more. No, you don't. Yeah, you got three more. Boom. That's it. That's all we're going to make this evening.
Just ask us on the way. We do yeah. slushies on takeaway. Fuck yeah. Always fun, especially awesome. now that it's getting super hot. Yeah, of course. Need a bit of slushy in your um, life. Yeah, I'm just waiting until you do the whole like same thing as 7 Eleven do for like yeah, the yeah. container and I can bring like a swimming pool and just, yeah. <laughs> just bring a kiddie pool yeah, and just yeah. yeah, put it out front. Just get yeah. in it. That'd be so good. Would that actually be a fun time? Do you think getting in a slurpy pool full of cocktail? I think it it sounds better than it would be. Yeah, I think you'd the freeze. Extremities yeah, you <laughs> you would not have a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be like, this hurts. <laughs> this hurts. This was not a good idea. Yeah. Funnily enough, speaking of things that you can bathe in, I heard that if you go to South America, you can bathe in a bath of torrentes if you go to wineries. Apparently, right. that's apparently that's, that's an option. Apparently that's an option. You can have a glass of wine and then you actually soak in the rest of the wine through your skin and you actually get drunk that way, which is pretty darn, pretty darn cool. Are you trying to, are you getting your ankles <laughs> right? Yeah, you're so sticky. So sticky. Anyway, love it guys. Uh, cheers. Cheers to you guys at home. Slanger, Slanger. See what I mean about rum? Is there not rum in that? There's not rum in that. There's no rum in this, but it tastes like, for me, it's just like, that's that's a rum, like it's a Kingston. It reminds me a lot of a Kingston. And it yeah. is, it's, it's, it's just a delicious drink. Yeah. In fact, both of these drinks are, are fucking sensational. Yeah. Congratulations to both of you. These are Thank awesome you. drinks. Um, freaking wonderful. Now, uh, first things first. Last year, uh, we used to play a game called What's That Bitter Taste in My Mouth? Now, this year we're going to play something kind of similar, except we're taking a little bit more inspiration from the wonderful guys at Unico Zello, uh, who will be coming to you uh, with their second season very, very soon. But in the meantime, we are going to play a game where we have to pit our wits against each other and try to guess what this sample of spirit is. And it is called Options. And options basically stipulates, I'm gonna give a bunch of options to Oscar and Oshin, and they're gonna to try to guess what I've given them. Good thing terms of that. Yeah. Well, I'm really, really glad that you have, because uh, do, do you have your tasting glasses from before, the ones that you use for your gin? Yeah, yeah, they should be down there. So I've got, I've got a quite wonderful sample. Yes, Oh, Nelly. Um, so we've got a wonderful little uh, sample here from my back catalogue of samples of various different booze from across the years. Um, a lot of fun. So first question that we ask girls is we look at colour first. I think you'll be able to smell it straight away. But we look at colour. So from its colour, like shop, have it, if you want to have a throw to the camera, they'll be able to have a look at it as well. So that it's, it's quite a, a golden little spirit. Uh, if you guys have some guesses at home, let us know. But guys, what do you? What's your kind of first impression? Like, what are the first impressions? 
Smoking up the room. It's my first impression. Much so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely heat influence, but it's just yeah, tying yeah. down what kind of peat is. Tying down what kind of peat is always a thing. Um, so if you guys have guesses at home, let us know. Uh, it is a peated spirit, just letting you know. Mm -hmm. Just straight out of the gate, it is a peated spirit. And it is definitely, like, it's something you've definitely brought up. There is definitely a terroir of peat. Yeah. It's like, especially, especially now, there's a lot of people playing around with that. Mm, for sure. And apparently there are peat bogs in Tasmania. Yeah, yeah, there are. Yeah. Have you, like, ever, have you ever smelled them? Being at a, have you ever gone? No, I've seen peat bogs. I've got a black You've seen the peat bogs? I'm yeah. hoping to go soon. I'm getting my license. Yeah, 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 let's fucking go for uh, Whiskey Week in the yeah. middle of the year. Let's do it. Wait, hold on, you've been to Peat Bogs? Uh, no, not, not Peat Bogs, but I've been to like to see the, how they smoke. What does the peat, does the peat smell like Isla Peat or like Highland Peat, or is it? I can't remember what, what they're using, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's hard to say. Right, well, okay. It smells like that certain style of peat. I don't think my... Uh, nose is good enough to smell peat from Scotland as yeah. opposed to, to Tassie. Well, in that case, we'll start with our first question. Our first option, if you will. Do you guys think this is Old World or New World? Old World meaning continental Europe, uh, New World meaning everywhere else. I'm going to say New World. I'm going to say New World. Yeah. Is there a reason why? I have a feeling I might, I'm, I might know what it is. Oh, okay. It's uh, one of two ways, though. Uh-huh. Yeah, so... Okay. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like literally two, yeah, guess, two guesses I have. Okay. I'm going to say... I'm, you're going to say New World. One of them is Old World, one of them is New World. I'm just going to go New World. You're going to go New World. Yeah, and then if you say it's Old World, I'll just start making You'll stick with the Yeah, okay. Cool. Awesome. No worries. <laughs> split the difference, girl. You're going to be... Oh, I love this. Okay. Just to split the difference. Yeah, yeah. Just I to split the Just to split the difference. I love it. So, funnily enough, it is Old World. Okay, cool. Yeah. So it is from continental Europe, um, and that does include England, and it's and it's and that does include Great Britain. Just letting letting everyone know. Uh, Emma Black was like voting for Bakery Hill. Sadly, it's not. It's not Bakery Hill. Uh, but Bakery Hill makes some insane stuff. They're peated. Sure. It's fantastic. Very very good. Oh. Very very good. Uh, have you had a taste yet? No. Fang it in. Fang it in. Have a taste. Um, because uh, my next question is, do you think that this is Scotch whiskey? Do you think it's Irish whiskey? Or do you think that it is from continental Europe? Do you think it's a European, maybe a French distillery? I've already given away that it's whiskey, because yes. it is whiskey, yes. and I think that's, that's, that's fairly obvious. That's by pretty painted spirit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't want to be like, so do you have a joke? No, I think it is. I think it's Scottish whiskey. I think it's Scottish whiskey? Yeah. Machine? Or Italian? Oh, is it? Who knows? I'm going to go Scottish. You're going to go Scottish as well. You're absolutely right. It is Scottish whiskey. Absolutely. Now, uh, I'll, stop, I'll stop hedging my bets. So. No, no, that's all good. No, I, I really enjoy it. Uh, Jimmy has said it's sweet dram. It's not sweet dram. It is not from sweet dram. It's not that. Um, so, next question for you. In terms of region, uh, do we think it's from the Highlands? Do we think that it is from Speyside or Isla? I believe this is Highlands. You believe this is Highlands? Highlands whiskey. Oh. Isla? Highlands no, or definitely not Isla. It's definitely not Isla. It's definitely not Isla. I think. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say Isla. You're going to say Isla? What makes you say Isla? Like, is there a... Is there a Sorry, I'll pull more of the same. Not, not particularly. Just, um, how long did you say this was? Because now I think I'm wrong. No, 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 no. This is, in terms of its bottling, it's, uh, it was bottled two or three years ago now. Oh, yeah. Um, but it was, uh, it's, it's been aged for uh, between, it's actually quite a Scotch whiskey. Yep. It's yeah. no edge statement. Yeah. It's quite a young Scotch whiskey though. Yeah. I'm going to say Islands. I'm going to say Islands. Yeah. It's going to say Isla. It's an Isla whiskey. Yeah. It's an Isla whiskey. Now, the next question doesn't have to do with this with distillery. It's not Irish, sadly, and it is Scotch whiskey because it's Burns night. Um, but the, the next question really has to do with uh, you have one of two options. Do you think, well, actually, no, I'm going to give you several options. In terms of its percentage of alcohol, do you think it's sitting at 53.6, 59.1, or 46 flat? So do you think it's sitting really, like, do you think it's sitting quite hot? Do you think it's sitting at the kind well, of... Like it's too much strength, you know, <laughs> it's, no, it's not too hot. But it's really like interesting. It's like you've been tasting it so far. It's not 46. Yeah, it's not 46. So you think it's higher than that? Yeah, I well, think it's so 53. Point uh, it's 53.5. 53. Yeah, just because that's oddly specific. Oddly oh, specific oh. instead of 59.1. <laughs> that's not oddly specific. It's not 59.1. It's not 59.1. You can go 53.5. Yeah. Awesome. It's 59.1. It's 59.1% alcohol. So it's it's an, it's quite it's a very high strength cask strength whiskey. It's not Now. Now here's the next question. Do you think that it's we're gonna we are playing options? I've got a lot of options here. Do you think that this is single cask whiskey or do you think that this is a blended a blend of casks whiskey? Do you think this is a single cask whiskey, a blend of casks and single malt, or do you think that this is a blended whiskey? I think it's a blended cask single malt. Blended cask single malt. Sure. What what gives you that impression? Is there a reason why, or are you just like, you know what? I don't think it's something, so I'm going to go for something. I'm more hedging my bets on the fact that there's not a huge amount of other distilleries making, making blended whiskey. Blended whiskey. Ah, fifty nine point one. Fifty nine point one percent. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's either going to be a single cask or it's going to be blended. Yeah, but single cask is probably better with fifty nine point one. I forgot the last. Yeah, definitely single cask. Yeah. It is a blend of casks. Ooh. It's a single malt, single malt whiskey, but it's a blend of casks. I thought you were going to say blended malt. I was like, <laughs> no, 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 no. If I had a blended malt at fifty nine point one, that yeah. would be pretty. That would actually That's be pretty darn rare. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it is a single malt whiskey. Now this takes us to distillery. Mm -hmm. Now we already know it's Isla. So do we think that it is Lafroig? Do we think it is Brooklady? Or do we think that it is Lagavulin? I'm like going to say Brooklady. You're going to say Brooklady? Yeah. I'm like a woman. It's Brooklady. Yeah. It's Brooklady. Now, so it's Brooklady. If anyone has any guess, guesses at home, let us know, please. We always like to hear what you guess is up. Is it one of the Optimums? Or. Yeah, it is. It's going to be this. It has to be an It is. So it is an Optimum. Mm -hmm. 6.3. That's a real, you know what? That's not a terrible guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, you guys give up because yeah. it's not actually 
it's it's not an official optimal. Oh, really? It's an independently bottled optimal. Uh, cool. So this is a stitches. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bit of a stitch up, but it's also it's also something quite cool. Yeah. So this is uh, the current whiskey that everyone was drinking, except me. Uh, is the Elements of Isla Optimal Optimal Four, right, setting right. at fifty nine point one percent. I do believe it's a blend of both American and French oak, um, and it's pretty darn good. It's delicious. It's a fun little whiskey. You're not having one. Yeah. Elements of Isla. If you haven't got a rainbow, get on it. Yeah, it's, it's the best. wonderful independent bottling. Um, that they do it. They do a, a really fantastic job mm. of taking some quite strange casks and blending them together. OC3, I think, was my personal favourite. But mind you, I'm being a real one. This is OC4. This is OC4. OC3 was uh, Sauternes. Okay. Because it was based on their... Um, OC3 and stuff. Yeah, Wolves are real good. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the OC3 is, like, my favourite optimal that they've done. Um, but that, that is the OC4. So That's there you go, guys. Thank, yeah. you. Thank you for... No, no worries. It's kind of fucking cool, right? To, like... Have a bit of a taste. Five hundred ml bottles. So. Yeah, yeah, they're <laughs> tiny little bottles. <laughs> to share fifty. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, it's sharing ten percent. Um, <laughs> so, uh, in terms of uh, everything that we've had tonight, guys. First of all, uh, head to Bad Frankie. Grab yourself a jaffel. Indulge in some great, as great Australian spirits. Head to Black Pearl. You can also head to their website and get takeaway cocktails, including the Tortuga. But also go there and hang out and try one of the top 100 bars, 83, three? Three? Uh, top 100 bars in the world. Uh, one, of them, one of them is Black Pearl. Uh, we definitely had a bad Frankie as well. But grab yourself some jaffles, some great cocktails. Have a fucking great time. Do what we do and come to Bad Frankie first and then... Go to Black Pearl. Yeah. That is definitely the way to do it. Usually if we send people there, they're too drunk. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, guys, that is all we have time for this evening. We're now just going to drink some cocktails and be married. Um, but I hope you guys are having the, having a sensational time. Uh, first, we'll do a bit of housekeeping first, uh, besides visiting all these bars. Uh, first of all, our next live stream will be in around a month's time on the 22nd of February. We will be hanging out with the guys from my brother, Honey Liqueur. So uh, not only is it a honey liqueur, but it's also a honey and native botanical liqueur. We are going to be uh, going to an apiary uh, that, that treats honey like wine. So it's single varietal, single apiarist, and single pollinator as well. So we're going to be looking at some crazy stuff, including like honey that's $1,500 a kilo. Uh, so it's going to be... Why? It's going to be a really, really cool episode. That's going to be airing on February 22nd. That's going to be live, and then we'll show you our little documentary. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Guys, thank you for joining me. It's so cool to have, like, live guests, uh, again, which is really, really awesome. Um, guys, we will see you again really, really soon. And as always, stay merry, have a drink, and stay safe, wash your hands. Uh, have a sensational night, everyone, and we will see you later. Bye. Bye.